You're listening to the Nicene Creed, a Lenten podcast series from Covenant Shreveport, a church on a mission to declare and demonstrate the gospel in all of life. Learn more about us at covenantshreveport.org. Welcome to the Nicene Creed. My name is Weston Brown. So today we will begin looking at the actual content of the creed. And if you missed our first episode where we explored the nature and history of the creeds, be sure to check that out before moving on. Each episode we begin, though, by reading the Nicene Creed. And I hope that you will join me in reading this aloud. You can find a link to the creed in our show notes. And our hope is that you will make it a practice of memorizing the creed this Lent. Here we go. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, He came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, He was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, He rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. If you've ever looked at the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed on paper, you may have noticed that they both follow a similar structure. Namely, they are divided into three sections. This division into three parts reflects God's triune nature, the fact that God is three in one. The first section of the Creed is about God the Father, The second section is about Jesus Christ, the Son, and the third section is about the Holy Spirit. Also, the third section serves as a sort of catch-all for a few other important beliefs, such as the nature of the church and things like baptism. As we'll see in a coming episode, all of these sections of the creed did not necessarily develop at one time, but rather over a period of a little less than a hundred years. Today, We're going to begin with the first section. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. First, let's talk about the word we. Notice that this is a collective statement. It's believed that in its original form, the Nicene Creed was intended to be something that would be recited by the gathered church. The Apostles' Creed is different in this regard, in that it was created to be more of a personal faith declaration, starting with the words, I believe. 
Now, it's quite possible that if you grew up in a church that said the Nicene Creed in weekly worship, such as the Roman Catholic Church, you said, I believe, rather than we believe. And that's because some churches have altered the statement over the years to use the singular pronoun, which is certainly fine, but more than likely the original form employed a plural pronoun. So we say we. But what is it that we believe? The creed begins with the beginning, God himself. But before it goes into who God is, it first wants us to grasp the fact that God is one. Now, God's oneness has a number of implications, but there are two that I'll mention today. First, the creed is a monotheistic statement, not a polytheistic statement. In other words, we are saying that we believe that there is only one God and not many gods. In the pagan world, the opposite was true. There was a belief in a pantheon of gods. Christian faith, however, says, no, there is only one. But the oneness of our God can be confusing. And so in stating that we believe in one God, we are also saying that as we walk through the creed and talk about Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and call both of them Lord, that they are not other gods, but rather they are also the one God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are not separate gods or separate beings. They are one. This harkens back to the Shema, or what is sometimes called the Great Commandment, found in Deuteronomy 6.4. This was a sort of creedal statement for the Hebrew people, and it began by saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So, already, we've said something that we have to believe in faith. God's oneness is mysterious, And while the fact that he is triune in nature might be commonplace to someone who has grown up in the church, when we say we believe in one God, we are saying something that is hard to fully grasp. So who is this one God that we believe in? In many ways, the creeds are statements about the doctrine of God. And as we've said before, in the period that they were developed, the church was just learning how to talk about God and how to combat false teachings about him. So who is he specifically? He is the Father. He is the Almighty. He is the maker of heaven and earth. Look around you. Everything you can see was created by God. But there's more. Even everything you can't see was created by God. What does it mean that God is the Father? Well, in the most basic sense, the creed's naming of God as the Father identifies him as the Hebrew God of the Bible. That's the Father God we're talking about. On another level, though, God's fatherhood plays out in numerous ways. First, as creator, God, in a sense, fathers all that is, both seen and unseen. In the narrative of the Bible, God then becomes father to the nation of Israel, and they become his children. From there, we learn that God is the Father of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, and Jesus constantly refers to God not only as Father, but Abba Father. Abba is an Aramaic word that means something like 
daddy. So, based on Jesus' language, God is not simply a grand, set-apart creator, but he is also a personal being with a will that can be known. Jesus said in John 5.19, I only do what I see my Father doing. God is also the Almighty. This relates to God's power, His sovereignty, His omnipotence. In the Hebrew, the phrase is El Shaddai. And throughout the Old Testament, we find God referred to as the Almighty, or God Most High, or All-Powerful. Again, this connects the creed to the Hebrew God of the Bible, but also it reminds us that He can do anything, including creating all that is, both visible and invisible. Join us next time as we look at the Council of Nicaea, the first gathering of the worldwide church in 325 AD that led to the development of the Nicene Creed.